Check this out. The first autonomous truck port is opening in Georgia. The first autonomous truck port? Yes. Okay, so here's the gist of it. They should have made the autonomous machines build it. (laughs) The robotics. So you said it's actually happening in Georgia? Yeah, Georgia in um, Villa Rica. You know, I expected that to be more out west for the first time that I would hear this. Oh, there is actually one out west in the Dallas area. Yeah, see, there you go. I I really thought the first one would be either in Dallas, Mm -hmm. San Antonio, Houston, or California. But anyways, go ahead. Tell us about it. Well, there is a pilot travel center there in Villa Rica, Georgia, where this autonomous truck port is being built into. The gist of it is, is the autonomous tractors are going to take the freight and interstate it, right? Correct. They're taking it across the, the U.S. But to get to the, the, the points to the autonomous tractor, you'll have your local drivers take their first or the last trailer load from these truck ports to take to either deliver their local deliveries or to uh, take it to the, you know, take those local deliveries to the truck port for the autonomous vehicle to do it. So it says autonomous truck tech company Kodiak Robotics has partnered with pilot company to open the first autonomous truck port at the pilot center in Villarica. This facility just west of Atlanta will be used by Kodiak to launch and land its autonomous trucks. It will also serve as a hub for drivers to pick up and drop off first and last mile deliveries. The truck port offers services such as refueling, basically like a normal truck stop. Kodiak said in July it became the first company to pilot the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance Enhanced Inspections which require the CVSA certified inspector who has completed a 40-hour CVSA training course. They only need 40 hours to train to do the inspections, I'm just saying. And passed a corresponding exam, conduct a thorough inspection of an autonomous truck combination, which is the tractor and the trailer, which is valued or valid for a 24-hour period. What I noticed, though, is a lot of the comments being made Mm-hmm. about this part is no one really noticed that it's only 24 hours. So the autonomous vehicle, that inspection is only for 24 hours, just like any other when you do your pre-trip or your post-trip is only for while you're doing it. So you're saying that the inspection lasts, so they have to be inspected every 24 hours? Yes. See, that to me is really a definite Definitely need to inspect it before. I, well, they're saying every 24. I think it should be inspected before every run. But what are, the, what are some of the comments? Are they well, by drivers? Well, let me finish part because what you just said is about every run. Well, here's what it is. It says the, the, the inspection is valid, valid for a 24-hour period. Autonomous trucks then communicate the outcome of that inspection as well as other relevant safety information to roadside enforcement officers. So... They, there's DOT already knows that truck's been inspected. That's what it's sounding to me. Right. It communicates that stuff. So trucks that undergo this process will not be subject to the routine inspections at way stations and other inspection sites. The Villa, Villa Rica truck port will Kodiak's 18,000-mile long-haul autonomous deployment network, a set of map routes, all that stuff for the drivers. The trucks currently still need a safety driver 
an operator of the cab to oversee the truck operation. So they're not going to be. Well, I was going to, I was going to ask you that. So they're autonomous, but yet, like you said, there's how, how many drivers or how many people are in the truck? Is one. It, oh, so there's just one person in the truck. Uh, obviously somebody with a class A CDL, somebody that probably also knows how to, you know, uh, troubleshoot, you know, the technical problems that might come with the autonomous system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you, is, you said that there was some, was it drivers making comments mm-hmm. or you got a couple comments right there in front of you or not? Do you have them? Yeah, I, let me, I'll, I'll scroll down to that part. The only thing that it did say is that it's um, the, the, that this is going to be their Eastern hub. So that would be the one that would be the Eastern. The comments, um, hold on. It says that that is absolutely vile that these trucks won't be subject to inspections at way stations and other points. I inspect mine every day. I'm definitely overqualified. Some minimum wage worker who took a two-day course at a pilot says that the truck is good to go, so no need for a DOT to check them out. Unbelievable. Right, exactly, and that driver has a valid point. If if an autonomous vehicle gets inspected and now he can go ahead and bypass every way station that he comes across every you know for twenty four hours, mm-hmm. why can't a human trucker, if he's been certified and inspected by um, a way station, why can't he also be, you know, only have to do it once every twenty four hours? Because you know a trucker could technically go by a couple of way stations in a day and get more than one inspection. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because you just, you never know. Um, that was by Moser Mackey trucking. And then the next one, it says, which I am, um, I don't believe it gives the, yeah, he didn't leave his name. This one says, we're going to look back at the last 40 years of this industry as the golden age of trucking. The time is coming when someday soon a, a kid is going to ask grandpa, What's a truck driver? Can I can I tell you my thoughts? And I'm going to give them to you for real. And, you know, some people may be get offended by this. But you truck drivers that think you're smart and you're the ones that are in the autonomous trucks thinking you're helping technology, you're helping, seriously, truckers um, lose their job someday. It's the truth. Because... I mean, and a lot of people don't believe that this is really going to happen. But as they do get more and more advanced in this, it will take away more and more. You know what? Walk in McDonald's and try to get waited on by somebody. And, 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 and I literally was in a McDonald's, I told you this last week, for coffee. Mm-hmm. I walked in, and all they got is kiosks in most McDonald's now. Mm-hmm. And there was two older guys that walked in and stood there. For like 15 minutes, because for some reason it took them 15 minutes to put my coffee out. But they, those guys were waiting 15 minutes just to put their order in because nobody would walk up and hand them or take their order. Or, or say, hey, let me explain this to you. This is our new process. Well, all I'm saying is it's but what, what McDonald's has done is eliminated a lot of cashier jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have people in the back cooking, and they say that that's going to go away to where they have autonomous machines cooking. So all you people that are helping train autonomous, autonomous machines, you're training them to take your job and you try to me, I wouldn't, I would, I don't care what you paid me. I would not be a trucker that gets in an autonomous truck 
and literally is the guy helping advance them to taking away my brother trucker's jobs in the future. I just, honestly, I'm, I, I literally, and you know that song? I'll tell you what, it goes so much that that hillbilly, um, Oliver, whatever his name is, he's got that song out, Rich Men. Uh, north of Richmond, and he's talking about Washington and 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 about the rich people and everything like that. Um, basically, wanting control and want to know what you think, want to know what you do, uh, all that stuff. That stuff is not a joke. It's not a joke. And when you start taking the rich man, the, I, I don't care. You could may, maybe I'm on a rant, but I am okay. But the rich man is the guy doing this. Right. He's the one that wants more production out of his his trucks. Now, don't get me wrong that there are some bad drivers out there that make the rich man want to do that. The guy that's abandoning his trucks and the guy that doesn't take the job serious and the guy that quits his job every every 30 days and goes to a new company and blames everybody. You know, that guy there is frustrating the rich guy, but still the rich guy doesn't care. He'll cut everybody's throat to make his freaking bank account bigger. It's the truth. It is the truth. And so when you're a trucker, I'm going to say it because I'm, 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 I'm going to beat a dead horse here. All right. If you're a trucker, and you're the guy that thinks you're smarter than everybody, and you're the guy that's in the autonomous truck monitoring everything like that, and you're getting paid a couple extra dollars. Know this, whatever that what thing that you just read, someday in 40 years, our grandkids are going to say, what's a truck driver? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, if you're still alive in 40 years and people are going, so really men used to drive those trucks instead of, you know, uh, maybe being on some kind of a social welfare system if you if you take away all the jobs in the world. It's true. I, I, I don't even understand it, and I don't want to sit and be a conspiracy guy and sound all paranoid, but it doesn't make sense. That's millions, millions of jobs. And again, it's not going to happen now. And some people are going, oh, Troy, stop being such a, a Debbie Downer. It's never going to happen. Bull crap. It's coming, guys. It really is. And the people right now that are in those trucks with CDLs are the ones actually helping move it along, and I don't like it. That guy that made the comment about what is a truck driver, he referenced the Terminator. It's that, true. About how everything was robotic. I mean, think about it. They do end up... I mean, there's so many things that you, that you could think of as a com- conspiracy, but think of it this way. If robots take all of our jobs... Right now, our economy sucks as it is when it comes to trying to... You know, we have a lot of people that can't budget... Um, a, a, a household on one income period. So you have to have your kids go out there, right? Or not your kids, I'm sorry, your wife. So your kids are, are latchkey. Well, what's going to happen when those jobs themselves go away? So dad can't go out and make the main income. Mom generally doesn't do that main income, but they can. But what's going to happen to those families? That could, I mean, it, 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 anybody will understand what I'm trying to say when it comes to how is it, and down the road, if we are having a hard time now making ends meet for most of these families, I mean, a driver himself going out there busting his butt driving, his wife, some of them can stay at home, but some of them can't, you know? So it's going to be harder down the road when those jobs are gone from the drivers. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what is our 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 social security is going to be that big that these drivers can retire? No, social security is not meant for retiring. No, it's not meant for that. And and as far as our welfare system, I mean, honestly, 
who really likes to live off of welfare? Well, all I'm, and I agree with you, Ruthann. I, I, it's confusing watching. Yeah, you know, again, go back to this song. What does he say? Living in the new world. You know, it's a new world, man. It's it's so it's like we woke up, and you know, you have the 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 like you said, Terminator. You have kiosks now taking your orders in in fast food stores. You have truck trucking companies that are investing in autonomous driverless trucks. And and I'll tell you something right now. Don't let anybody BS you into thinking that oh you'll still always have a job driving. You you will not. You will not. The when they get this as advanced as they need it, they won't in fact they'll save money because they won't even need a cab in the truck. There there won't there won't even be a spot for anybody to sit. You won't need it. So Guys and gals, I'm telling you, this autonomous thing annoys the crap out of me, and I'm just going to leave it at that, Ruthann. We'll just keep, we'll, you know what's good about these podcasts, Ruthann? They're forever, man. You can look sure. back and they can go, listen to, listen to, 40 years from now, right, those people that are going, what's a truck driver? They could play this podcast going, listen to these guys, what they were saying 40 years ago. There's mm-hmm. so many things right now on radio and books that you can read or listen to from 50 years ago. And people are going, wow, listen to... And, and it's happening now, what they were saying back then. So it's not a conspiracy. It's not It's not this, this panic fear uh, of not knowing the future, people lashing out. It's This stuff is happening. I'm moving on because I'm going way... Moving on. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Let's take a break. Hey, drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team, and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them Talk CDL sent you.
drivers? If you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl. Thank you. Hello, 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 Ruth Ann. Yes. Come in, Ruth Ann. All right, listen, um, I, I just, I wanted to, um, well, I was going to start the show till you did, <laughs> but um, gosh, this article I read the other day, I'm like, wow. And how important do you think a pre-trip is? It's extremely important. It's what you know is if anything is wrong with your tractor before you drive it away. Right. And, and, and literally, um, you know, this shouldn't take but a few minutes to talk about this, but it's interesting. You know, first off, if you're pre-tripping, right, number one, I've, I've seen videos of a guy literally pulling out at a truck stop and his trailer drops because somebody pulled the pin. Mm-hmm. So part of your pre-chip should be checking your pin. Correct. Even with a tug test. Everybody knows what a tug test is. Okay. Um, also, when you're walking around your truck, you'll also spot maybe um, broken glass or a piece of metal that you're going to run over. Okay. Mm-hmm. That you might have backed over. And now that you're going to pull forward, the edge is more going to flatten your tire. Seriously. There's like so many things. Um, you know, I always told drivers that the importance of getting out and looking before you back up. Same thing. You know, you don't know if there's something you're going to back over. Many drivers have pulled up into a, a dirt area to back up into and just backed up into it and blew a tire on something that was sticking up. Right. And, and you know, and it cost them, you know, time mm-hmm. and maybe money, depending on if they're lease purchasing and paying for the truck. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like you said, pre-tripping... I walk around and I notice a light out. Well, guess what? Could save me a fine if DOT, you know, pulls me over and finds me, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, your air, your your cables, your mud your straps, your e- everything. everything, especially flatbedders, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, listen to this article of uh, craziness. Man sleeping under rig dies after driver pulls out from parking sp- spot. Wow. Exactly. So apparently in Nashville, it says a man is dead after a tractor trailer ran him over while he was sleeping beneath it. Uh, according to the Metro Nashville Police Department, the truck driver who had parked in an alley behind a shell station reported feeling a bump around 4 a.m. on August 19th. This was last week when he moved the truck forward. When he got out to investigate, the driver realized he had run over someone, police said. The body has been sent to the medical examiner's office where officials are working to identify the male using fingerprint records. And I would tell you, I would definitely want to make sure that maybe something um, maybe criminal didn't happen. 
you know, okay. He shot, got shot or stabbed, and well, they're going to throw him underneath the tractor just to make them think he killed him. Well, the bullets <laughs> in the body are definitely going to show up in the autopsy. I'm just saying maybe got into a fight and strangled the guy, whatever, and then threw him under there. You know, they'll, they'll be able to determine that he died oh, yeah. from asphyxiation. But, mm-hmm. but this does happen, though. And I guess what they were saying is the driver pulled into, like, a crime-ridden area mm. to get some sleep. He just pulled into, like, on the side of a street. And it's a bad area, so um, two plus two is four, and I'm not getting out of my truck and getting mugged, so you just start your truck and you pull out, mm-hmm. not realizing some homeless man, you know, uh, it might have been raining and drizzling, and he thought, oh, I'll just crawl under here and take a little nap. He fell asleep. Maybe the guy was drunk and passed out, you know what I mean, uh, and... You know, there's a lot of what-ifs or maybes in this situation. But the bottom line is if the guy would have did a pre-trip, right, what would he have seen? You know, you're walking around, you're hitting your tires. What are you going to see? You can't help but see the 200-pound homeless man underneath your tandems. You can't help but see that or somewhere underneath your trailer. Right. Yeah, I mean, I. you usually cannot, you know, I, I'm... I'm you know, a tractor starts up, it's, you know. Well, he might have been idling, too. He, he had to be idling because there's, well, I'm sure he was. But I'm just saying the trucker, if he would have did a walk around, he would have seen the homeless guy. 100%. So, um, guys, and, and I'm telling you right now, somewhere along the line, this truck driver is probably going to get in a little trouble. Probably is saying, I wish I would have, too. Right. Because now you're going you're gonna to try to prove that maybe you did do a pre-trip. I doubt that. There's no way you can prove it. Right. I mean, all he can say is, well, I was going to go down the street where it was safer and more light. I mean, he could say that, but still, you're not supposed to move your tractor until you do your pre-trip. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, he bears responsibility. Yeah. Don't park in a side alley in a bad area either. Yeah. You know. He's lucky he had tires. <laughs> when you and I when you and I lived at um, our last address, we had bought a, a big double wide mobile home. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And I'll just tell this story. We bought this big, giant, double-wide mobile home. We had this land cleared, and they were delivering it. Well, there was a root sticking up. You remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. And the guy caught, or there was a stump sticking up, and the trucker caught the stump, and it dropped the house, if you remember. Right. And it actually bent the house a little and so we complained. And what did they say? Oh, well, somebody should have had that moved, right? It was, it was the, 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 the land clearer's fault. And I said, listen, man, I've been in trucking my whole life. And when a trucker hits something, it's the trucker's fault. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you hit something and then try to blame somebody else for something you hit, guess what? You look like a fool. Mm-hmm. And so now when a trucker runs a guy over and then says, well, I did a preacher, but I just didn't see him. Well, you should have seen him. I'm going to yes. tell you that right now. That's the reason for a pre-trip is to look under, you, you know, looking all the way under your truck is part of your pre-trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would tell everybody out there that if you run something over, you blow a tire, you clip something, you hit something, you hit a, hey, I hit a parked car because it was in the way of the loading dock. Guess what? You should have had it moved. Yeah. Okay. It's more important not to have the uh, preventable incident. 
Right. It almost 90, I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but 99% of the time, it is the driver's fault when he hits a stationary object. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. A stationary object. And running over a body is a stationary object. You know, In fact, he might have been rolling around. It would have been easier to see him. I, I mean, I don't want to make fun of the guy because it's a sad loss. I, I'm still literally in my mind trying to figure out how he could have. You know, if he would have just gotten out, you know, those mag lights, we have that blue one. They're, they're big, you know, they're heavy when you have the, the, uh, batteries and stuff in them, you know, we have it, you know, you could go out, you could check your light, but these new mag lights, you know, you get out and you're, you're walking around with them. You could use them as a weapon, but you know, there's no excuse really not to do a pre-trip, you know, whether there, there, there really isn't. If the weather's that bad, you're not going to be driving in it anyways. So you need to get out and do your pre-trip. Ruthann, I've been trying to get it across to drivers for a long time that we are responsible for our rigs. We are responsible for what happens. A lot of drivers now are finding out consequences. And I mean drivers that maybe ran into a park, uh, a stop traffic because he was texting and, and he's never had a, a, a record, a criminal record ever, and now he's sentenced to 15 years in prison. Mm-hmm. We're finding out, guys, listen, we are responsible for these trucks and the damage they do. So we can't, sometimes we think, oh, it was an accident. Buddy, I'll tell you what, you bear a very good chance of getting in a lot of trouble if you kill or destroy things with your tractor trailer. You got to be careful. Just like this driver, he's responsible for running over somebody because he should have known he was under his truck. This is honestly, this is one of the reasons why people are trying to push for the autonomous is because of the accidents. Well, that and making more money. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, the average person that's not into the money, like the 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 the, the <laughs> The regular person, they don't see the dollar signs. They don't know them. But all they see is all the accidents that these truck drivers cause, when it's really not all the truck drivers, but still. Okay. I, I It's not the companies you're talking about. You're right. talking about the bunny huggers that are right. crying about truck-to-trailer accidents. And, yes, you're right. There's probably a good handful of people out there that would love to see truckers go away and and have what they think is a safer operating mm-hmm. you know and and you want to I'll tell you right now you you can look up Tesla and all these other autonomous vehicles and they are killing people too you know yes, they're they are. having accidents I've seen reports lately so guys and gals I'm going to tell you right now it's not going to be any different you know with that many vehicles on the road doesn't matter mm-hmm. anyways Ruthann, drivers uh, know your trucks know what's under your truck and and uh, know Honestly and truly, that if you cause an accident and it gets deemed your fault, you could face criminal charges, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Be very careful out there and uh, get home safely to your family and do your job right. I mean that. Don't take much time. Right. And there's a... Get back in the habit. You know, and I got to say this for drivers that are going, I do my job right. I'm a safe... I got a million miles. Okay. I'm not talking about you, Okay. They're there. Let me pat that guy in the back real quick. So he knows I'm, I'm talking about the ones that are not 
paying attention. So all you drivers out there that just got insulted that are paying attention, I'm giving you a little pat on the back. I'm rubbing your back right good now. Job. It's a little mental rub, giving you a little ego massage. You're doing good. You're doing a good job. Honestly, truly, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the irresponsible ones. And they know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Okay. They're the ones that usually go and throw an excuse up. Well, I had to get going. The, the guy that's listening to the podcast right now with, with, with his phone in his hand that shouldn't have his phone in his hand, that's the guy I'm talking to right now. Okay. <laughs> you, put your phone down, damn it. <laughs> the guy's going, oops. Shoot. <laughs> okay, Troy. Um, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right. So check this out, man. Or woman. You're a woman. Um, I'm a wow man. You're a wow man. Yo, you know how, you know, like, and I'm, I know there's other people that do this, but do you know how uh, I drink coffee before bed sometimes? And it, it, it literally, the wall. and it does not affect me. It does not. I like, people are always going, doesn't that, won't that keep you up? No. Actually, it's proven that people with ADD. Yeah, people that are hyper, I'm very hyper person. If you if you take something that normally makes someone hyper, it actually reverses the effect. Can you imagine a mellow Troy? No. Actually, no, I, I, I yeah. when there is an issue and he's mellow, I have to ask him what's wrong. It's, and that's a fact. Whenever I'm quiet or I'm not I'm not me, people are like, Is Troy mad? What's wrong with him? Is he upset? Becca asked me that yesterday. What's yeah. Wrong, what's wrong with Why Dad? isn't he talking? What's wrong with Dad? Well, because I had a sinus cold or whatever sinus headache and i'm like just wanting to like not talk so yeah there was something wrong but anyways the reason i brought this up why i um and other people there's many people that can drink coffee right before bed it doesn't bother them i get up in the morning i drink a cup like before i go to bed i drink a cup that's just me i'm weird um listen to this title florida trucker charged with dui claims he drank beer to stay alert (laughs) <laughs> how crazy is that you know how like like uh, i drink a coffee <laughs> i drink a coffee at night so i sleep better which is true but this guy got pulled over drunk drunk as a skunk right i needed to stay awake yeah <laughs> it, it was keeping me alert also for <laughs> 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 so there it says says a Florida truck driver arrested for DUI claims he drank a few beers to stay awake. Police apprehended the trucker on I-75 near Gainesville after they noticed a tractor trailer swerving around the lane. Two other drivers had already called the Florida Highway Patrol saying that a semi had almost forced them off the road. The 51-year-old trucker his blood alcohol was twice the legal limit, um, and he claims that that was helping him stay alert. But, of course, people were getting run off the road. <laughs> That's because he was playing Frogger. <laughs> right. I mean, so, honestly and truly, drivers, honestly, if it, again, I, I only say that because... If you're lying to yourself for real, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I, I, I do better when I'm... That's like a heroin addict. What do they always say? I don't do it to get high. I do it to, 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 to be normal. I have nor- to function normally. Exactly. They say, I have to do it to be normal. Okay. It's just an excuse. Well, n- well, no, heroin's a little different story. I'm not saying that you they should be... They were normal do- before they started taking exactly. it. Exactly. You should have started doing it. Now you think you need it. but Right. But anyways, you do not need alcohol. If you are an alcoholic, I'm going to say this again on the show. I've said it a million times. If you are an alcoholic, please, please 
please do not drink and drive. Give up your CDL. Go get fixed. Seriously, go get better. And guess what? Contact us you, if you need you'll some, have a career. some advice. Just to talk. This guy is now a DUI in a tractor trailer, and he is never going to drive again. And he's he, lucky. Nobody's going to hire him, I can Pure tell you. Pure luck. Pure luck. Right. But why does it have to happen in Florida? I mean, that's something that should have been up in the... Well, I was going to tell you that. You know how... Another uh, area. Our, we have Florida. a nephew. We have a nephew in uh, Pennsylvania that asked us one time, why does everything in, in bad and new start off with Florida man? <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> so, Florida trucker. Yeah. You know, anyways, moving on. Moving on. What do you got for us this week? Did, did you read about the CEO of Werner? No. Okay, so you know how we like to, well, at least you, I can't, I can't imitate worth a crap. I mean, I'm, I really suck, but Troy likes to imitate, like, he'll do this hoo-hoo with the snooty people and stuff like that. Well, I picture the Warner CEO doing that. Hoo-hoo, woo-hoo. Why? What did he do? So, he makes this comment in this interview about the industry. So, I'm going to read the, read everything, and then I'm going to read his comment. It's no secret that 2023 has laid out a hard road for many in the trucking with large fleets um, reporting collapsing revenues and profits. But one mega fleet CEO recently expressed surprise at just how well small and medium fleets have held up. Now, this is his comment. We underestimated the cash pile that small, medium-sized carriers have built up over COVID and have allowed them to survive longer than we thought they'd be able to. Um, maybe that's because they don't put hundreds of thousand dollars in their pocket. And maybe they were able to survive because they're good at money management. Is, is Warner saying that they're running only on their reserve and they're not making any profit right now? I mean, in all honesty, you know, they are, I don't, you know, you definitely were making profit before the big rates ever came. I don't understand that comment. I would tell the Warner CEO, again, we're not accusing you we're telling you that that comment did not sound all that nice towards the smaller working man's company the small trucking companies that are out there Mm -hmm. you know he might want to you know he might want to you know we could always give him a chance to come on the show and you know uh not retract but maybe tell us what he meant maybe he didn't mean it that way I'll, i'll say that but it does sound like he was being a little bit snooty there um, he hoo hooed. He hoo. There you go. See? Oh, with their short little pockets, how did they make it? How did they manage to have that money keeping them going afloat? Oh my gosh! Oh. You mean they actually know what they're doing? <laughs> now, so listen, um, you and and fa- in fact, let's say Talk CDL salutes these smaller companies that have survived through these bad times. Because well done. Well done. Well done, sir. But, I mean, in all honesty, if you think about it, because there's a lot that have gone out of business. You have great management skills if you're able to stay afloat. Good job, guys. Yes, good job. No matter what Warner thought, he thought maybe you'd be out of business by now. Um, Again, he might have not meant that. Maybe some people word things differently, and then they, they get they get in trouble for the way they worded it. but Yeah, I do that sometimes. I, I can't get it out right, so I sound really ridiculous when I say it, and I have to think about it another time, and I'm like, man, you know, I, I really sounded foolish when I said that. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to give the Warner CEO um, a little wiggle room to say, hey, you know, I didn't mean it that way, guys. Don't be so hard on me. But if you did mean it that way, that you thought every small trucking company doesn't know what they're doing, okay, then I would say that's pretty snooty of you to say something like that 
And I will leave it at that, Ruth Ann. Moving on. Moving on. Um, you know, honestly, truly, I literally am uh, going to save some of this stuff I have for the next podcast because it's going to take quite a while to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and say I am done for this week on this podcast. I want to give a shout out to a driver, Mario. Okay. He's a bison transport driver. Um, he goes by Mario. I can't pronounce his last name properly, but it's T-Y-S-Z-U-K. Here's what I want to say about this driver. He was in Texas. He was um, um, by mile marker 500 near Denton, Texas, when he seen an SUV on the northbound side of the interstate lose control, come airborne, roll it over, and come to a stop. He pulls his tractor over, and he runs over to the vehicle, um, and, he, and he's trying to see if he can help him because it's just totaled. The windshield's cracked but not out, so he's punching through it so he can remove the windshield to help get the driver out. Wow. He gets the driver out, looks over, and the driver's wife was kind of stuck in, in the passenger side, but they get her out. And listen to what he did. He immediately took off his shirt, ripped it up to create a tourniquet for her leg because her leg was bleeding profusely. And the reason I'm saying this is because he had like a coolness to him to where he thought of all this stuff to help this this lady out. And just to go through the whole process, a lot of people get like so um, like confused or, or just like don't know what to do when they see something like this. This guy ran over, thought of all the safety things that he needed to do yet, but also thought of everything that he needed to do to help this. So he got the male driver out. Then when he went to help the passenger, which is the guy's wife, she was laying on her side. He went in and pulled, went to pull her out and discovered that she was bleeding profusely from a gash in her leg, which we all know the leg has a major artery going through it. So, you know, this guy was just really nice and cool. And, um, he saved the day. He did. I'll tell you, you know what I, I believe? I believe every trucker should know CPR should, should literally have some kind of a, maybe you don't have a training, but brush yourself up on, on things like that, on how to help people, how to help people trapped in a car maybe, or how to block the scene of an accident, how to um, give mouth to mouth, how to help someone choking. And not only truckers should know this, everybody should know this. You know, mm -hmm. it, it really is true. A CPR course, you know, it, it believe it or not, there's many people that, like him, have saved the day. And so, what was his name? What's his first name? Mario. Mario. We Talk CDL salutes you this week. And Trucker of the Week, Ruth Ann, for mm -hmm. Ruth Ann. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was this, you say it was in Texas? Yeah, Denton, outside of Denton, Texas. Yeah, so it was just north of Dallas. So, you know, that's a, that's a great, honestly, human being, mm -hmm. a great, caring human being that went into action the moment he seen what happened and he got her out. And look, remember that time we were on our way to the Strawberry Festival and that mm -hmm. older lady, um, a, a little car was flying in and out of traffic. He caught a tractor trailer and then clipped her. And literally, I watched their, um, uh, I don't know if it, it was an SUV. It was a big SUV roll, like probably did 10 rollovers mm -hmm. down I-75. The poor woman was trapped in the car and we were right there and... We, we assessed the situation. There was no gas pouring out and, or anything like that. 
so what we did was we did not um, do much be- because of she was complaining of head and yeah, neck. Yeah, her neck. So we didn't we, want to make we did, right. But now if there was gas leaking or something going on there. Right. You got to I'm sorry but you got to get that victim out. Yeah. If if the car's about to blow up and burn, you don't want them to burn alive. And she was on the side of the road at that point. She she, yeah, she went into stopped the side. on the side so yeah. she wasn't in traffic's way. Right. So anyways, so it's really good to know what each situation you need to do and so hats off to yeah. Mario. Moving yeah. on. With I mean, it. he 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 did a wonderful job and thank you. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Word of the day. Word genius. Thank you for making me smarter. Yeah. Didn't help me, though. Well, you know. Noculus. Noculus? Noculus. 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 Hmm. You know, when we got into uh, the studio, uh-huh. do you want to let everybody know what you did? When I got into the studio? Yeah. When you sat down and you said a comment to me, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, that has a scent. Oh. <laughs> See, this word, I was sn- snickering to myself thinking, Look, oh, what? Like, I can't I believe could use you, it in a sentence. I can't believe you want to talk about farts. I well, mean, and, and, and if we're being honest, I mean, you know, people don't want to hear this, but most of my farts are unscented. You know, so when I, I can't say that his 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 barks worse than his bite sometimes when it comes to his farts. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it was tragic that this one had sent. Anyways, so I'm sure they don't want to hear about about, well, you know, innocuous. What is innocuous? Noxious, harmful or poisonous. So what are you saying? You were a little innocuous earlier tonight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ruth Ann. Peace. Peace. We're out of here. Praise the Lord.